it's not really warm out here today, is it? <laughs> I, I was thinking, you know, we might have a chance. We just might have a chance. And uh, uh, what I love about this time of the year is that it does get warm, but for a very short amount of time. And then, you know, I, we, were had, uh, we had Laura's parents over a couple nights ago. They came over about 7 o'clock. And by 7.30, we're outside. We're like, it's kind of cold. <laughs> this is... This is uh, but that's okay, we toughed it out. Lara got her mom blankets, so that's good. <laughs> so we come today to the gospel reading, which is familiar for many of us. John 3.16, I do wonder this year with the, the weirdness of the football season, um, which most of you are probably not watching, uh, it, it, it's just fine. Um, I haven't watched much yet either, so we'll see. Uh, but, you, you know, John 3.16 was one of these verses, right, that, that was always shown in the goalposts. Right? And I love John 3.17 more. But I think what we find today is that we would all agree that we live in a world that needs some good news. Um, you know, how many of us over the last several months when we gather together have only really been able to talk about how crazy things are and how unstable things are and how worried we are and how concerned we are and how we don't know what's going on and then today we're 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 like man the whole left coast is on fire right now right and and you know I'm from the west coast and so I say left coast because well all coasts are left that's all I have to say okay but but you know it's on fire and and for those someone who grew up in northern california you know i'm kind of used to this this is normal for me just so you know um but i I realize more and more how fragile our life is we are overrun with bad news and chaos at every turn some of the the challenges that we have today with all of the media and our access to media is that we get saturated with garbage all day long and i'm going to call it garbage sometimes there's some stuff that we sift through that are good nuggets that we need to hold on to but most of it is noise we get overrun with that and so we look at the world and we're like the world is crazy it's broken we don't know what's going on and then if that scene wasn't scary enough i look in the mirror every day (laughs) and i realize hmm my life's pretty you know things are not working the way that they used to work uh and uh, i can't recover from certain activities uh the way i used to i used to go out and and you know work out or do used to obviously um and do things and 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 then next day be fine be able to function now it's like if i'm gonna go you know hiking or or do something that has some strenuous exercise i i I pause and i think that's about what i think right there (laughs) i don't want to do that but i think uh well what's my day going to be like tomorrow because i'm going to need to i can't i won't function tomorrow So we know that things are bad. And from generation to generation, we know that this world is broken and we hope for something greater in this life and something greater in the life to come. Now, have you ever said or heard this statement? I worry about our children and our grandchildren. I've been hearing that since I could remember. And each generation, I think, has this this tension that says, man, we've tried to leave a better life for our kids and it doesn't seem like it's working. The statement's made is because our world is spinning faster and faster. Not not literally, because then we'd be really sick right now if it was going faster than we normally do, right? But it's spinning faster and faster and we feel like... Does anyone, is it just me? Do you feel like the pace is just 
it's just out of control and you know oh it's it's sunday today it's great it's a great day but i know before i know it it's going to be friday and you're gonna be like what what happened to this week you know i think i did something but we are waiting i think for the moment that that this world just simply flies and off the axis and explodes right i mean it just feels like that's that's happening but let me suggest to you that the world is no more broken today than it ever has been it's always been this broken however our access to this information is exponentially increased please know that when god created this earth it was perfect nothing was amiss have you ever had those days where you're like this is let's just not leave this moment let's not leave this day because it's perfect i find that uh, the one time that i've been to maui there were a couple days i'm like this is great you know this is you, you know especially when you're on vacation right and you have no schedule <laughs> and you just got there's no alarm what do you want to do today i don't know <laughs> you know like oh this is good this is the life but even though everything was perfect we failed and i say we intentionally to keep the one commandment of god and now we find ourselves desperate for hope and searching for the answer listen christian this is what everyone is dealing with today they are searching for the answer of what life means and why am i here and and how what does this all mean anyway why should i even carry on and it's because we live in a world that doesn't give eternal meaning to anything everything's temporal and passing and fast you get the new car and within a year you're like oh man well i need to get the new one or i look at this as phones right i have an iphone 8 plus and and i think it's pretty like awesome and pretty pretty like new but there's like five or six other models since this one or seven and i'm like what you know and then what happens really as my one friend used to say, is that now this gets slower because they want me to get the new one. I will not participate. Flip phones. Let's go back to flip phones. But anyway, but Ecclesiastes 3.11 explains that God has written eternity on the heart of man. Everybody has this idea that there is something beyond this life. This is why we all yearn for something better, I think, than what this world has to offer. Now, there are great moments in this life and there are seasons that just seem wonderful. Yet we also acknowledge that there are seasons where we feel overwhelmed, burdened by sin, burdened by debt, burdened by tragedy. And we discover that despair is our closest friend. Um, and we have a lot of people right now, just so you know, where despair is their closest friend. They might not be able to say that to you, but the statistics and those in the mental health profession will tell you that the despair that is being seen in today's society is unprecedented. So please, when you pray at 8 o'clock every day, when you're praying for our community, pray that those who are, who are finding despair as their only friend, that they would see somehow as the strength to carry on and find hope. So we look around us and we look within us and we see the great need for this intervention. Wildfires, as we can breathe in, which is crazy to me that it's like, how many miles away? And we're breathing it in. It just, I, I can't fathom that. My mind's too small to understand how that works. Wildfires, hurricanes, pandemics, and politicians make us ever aware of our need for help, okay? 
I don't, I'm not going to get very political, but I'll say that. <laughs> if you're looking to a politician, <laughs> you probably realize, man, we need Jesus. Right? We need Jesus. There are many misconceptions, however, about Jesus and about God in our world. Our misconceptions are driven by our lack of honesty about ourselves. I'll say that again. Our misconceptions about God are driven by our lack of honesty of who we are. We exalt ourselves, we exalt man, and think of God based on our limited understanding. Proverbs 3, 5-6 through 6 tells us to not lean on our own understanding. That's a tough one. Don't lean on what you see and what you think. Isaiah 55, God states that His thoughts and His ways are higher than man's. Listen to Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to man. I like that. But its end is the way to death. Oh man, well, okay. <laughs> so, I thought I was doing things right. How many times have you thought you should go a certain way? Do a certain thing. Date a certain person. If you're married, that shouldn't be. You could date your wife or your spouse. But um, Take a certain job only to discover that it led you down a path of destruction and failure, or seeming failure. The world would look at Jesus on the cross and think that that was certain failure. But God is not limited to our understanding, but has a plan that provides for our every need for this life and the next. Again, we read John 3:17. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now, how many people have known those people who aren't believers in, in Christ and they find out you're a Christian and immediately they're like, oh, well, you're judging me. It's like, well, no, no I, I'm not. Uh, God loves you. That's what I know. In fact, you, the narrative is that Jesus loved you. You know, God loved you enough that Jesus came because he didn't come to condemn you. He didn't come to, to send you to H-E double toothpicks. Or hockey sticks if you're in all caps, right? No, he didn't do that. He came because he wants you to know the love of God and he wants to save you. We need saving. We need the love that only God can provide. Now we search and we try to secure our future with what? Financial gain, plastic surgery. That's not too popular in Idaho, so that's good. But <laughs> plastic surgery, healthy eating, exercise, retirement plans. All these things are attempting to prolong our life here on earth or to make our life something that's better. Now again, some of these things are not wrong and they're not bad in and of themselves. But if that's what you're putting your, your hope in for security and for what life Life is, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Plastic melts. Okay. But however, we are unsettled because we have uncertainty about life. God knows that we, uh, that we are one decision, one moment, one tragedy away from our lives being radically disrupted. How many of you, and I don't want you to show of hands unless you want to, but how many of you thought your life was going a certain way and something crazy happened that you didn't see and it shifted your life. Maybe the Twin Towers, right? We just honored that 19 years ago. Maybe a pandemic. Maybe a loss of a loved one. Maybe a, a cutback on a job. Maybe your sin is revealed in a way that just disrupts how your life moves forward. And, and yet, these are moments that cause us to make a decision that cause us to go, am I going to believe in what God has said? Am I going to receive the Holy Spirit's enabling me to believe and to trust in God? Or am I going to become bitter and turn my face away from the riches that I have in Christ and, and be bitter about the things that are going on? 
Many of us have had these moments of crisis and we realize that there is nothing in this world that could ever bring us comfort. Think about that moment. I don't want to make it a downer today, but think about that moment where you were like, I don't know how I'm going to carry on. I don't even know what tomorrow holds. I don't even know if I can make it through the day. Everything I thought is now gone. Every plan that I had has now been disrupted. And I don't know what tomorrow holds. And look at the faithfulness of God. And then look at, did I, would I ever have learned what I learned about the love of God if that hadn't happened in my life? Why? Because enter Jesus Christ. He comes in and changes the narrative. God so loved that he gave. Now this might be a very familiar message for a lot of us, but it's really important for us to go back to the basics. Why do I have hope? Why do I know that, that, that Jesus is, is forgiven me because God so loved me and he's proven himself strong on my behalf? We do not deserve the love of God, nor can we ever repay his goodness to us. So in the beginning, right, when God first created man, God would walk and talk with man. No weeds, by the way. <clears throat> think about that man enjoyed complete unhindered fellowship with god and there was no sin in the world and i think it's fun for us sometimes just to let our minds wander and go what did it look like to not have sin in the world what would that have been like i can't even imagine what that would be like but even in this perfection the heart of man was revealed and they wanted to be all-knowing and all-powerful and they failed to keep the one commandment that God had required them to keep. Now, does this world see people who want to be all-powerful, all-knowing? Does this world have people who want to be people of power and influence? Man was now, though, because they couldn't keep the one commandment, desperate and without hope, and God made a way. And I think that we need to remember that God made a way. No matter what's going on in the world today, no matter how much you're like, there's no hope in this world anymore, we're still breathing, God will make a way. Sin separates us from God, and we earn death because of our sin. These are the basic foundations of Christianity 101. What is our message? He's called us ambassadors, right? We're supposed to go and, and, and be ambassadors of God and tell people, please be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ please why well because we blew it and the weight of sin that the holy spirit is convicting the world of sin and the world is under condemnation and i as a believer in jesus christ am outside of that condemnation and i can't tell you how good that feels because god is not satisfied with people perishing in fact he desires that all believe in jesus and would have abundant life not only in the next life but actually currently abundant life your your joy will be so full in jesus christ here on this earth we are unsettled and people are unsettled until they receive the free gift of forgiveness jesus offers forgiveness for all our sins past present and future jesus reconciles us to god and there remains no more separation our hope and our future is bright in Christ. We can know that no matter what this life may bring, my hope is in the proven promises of God in Christ. Now please understand that God is love and He has provided all that we need in Christ. And most of us here this morning will go, absolutely, that is so true. In fact, He offers us all the riches of heaven to us in Christ. Have you ever stopped and thought about that? tells you that you have all the riches in the heavenly places in Christ. 
So if you think you're poor, you're, you're, that's a lie. You're not. You are rich in Christ. However, we must acknowledge our desperation and our need to be forgiven. That's why we do the confession and absolution at the beginning of the service. It's not that Christ hasn't forgiven us. It's not that we don't know that, but we need to be ever aware of the fact of our need and desperation for the complete work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. Otherwise, we'll forget about it because why? Well, we're dumb. There's no other way to put it. We, 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 we get so distracted and we're forgetful people. We're forgetful people. The Holy Spirit is continually drawing people to repentance by helping them understand their need for forgiveness that can only be found in Jesus. Now maybe you think you are past forgiving. Have you ever felt like that? I have. <laughs> I'm like, well, God can't do anything now because I've certainly blown it. Well, here's the deal. If you're still breathing, forgiveness is available readily available easily accessible it's like pushing the red button well that was easy right not easy for christ i mean he gave his life for it but he willingly joyfully endured the cross because he wanted to you all to be reconciled to god Isaiah 59.1 tells us that the arm of the lord is not too short to save i truly believe that every person desires nothing more every person than to be at peace with God. They might not know that, but that's what they're struggling with. They know they're not at peace with God. And the only way to peace is found in Jesus. So I pray that we would respond to the Lord today. Maybe you believe, but you need a little rejuvenation in your faith. God wants to meet you with grace, love, and mercy. Maybe you feel the pressure of the chaos that is present in the world today. God wants to meet you with His peace. Maybe you're overwhelmed with the guilt of past decisions and you are oppressed with shame. God wants to meet you with His forgiveness. Maybe you feel a deep sense of worthlessness and depression. God wants to meet you with His life and His life is abundant. No matter what state you find yourself in today, not talking about Idaho, but, you know, presence of state, right? Unless someone's listening outside of Idaho, but... But no matter what state you find yourself in today, God cannot wait to meet you in your need. This is such great news. So I beg that you receive the work that God wants to do in you today. So we're going to take a moment of reflection. Um, and Lake's going to sing a song. I probably will sing with him. But, uh, but that just, just talks about God, is, 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 His arms are open for you. And whether you've been a believer for 40 years or 80 years or two years or two weeks or one day, we still need the embrace of the Father and we still need to know how greatly loved we are. So let's take a moment of reflection.